Hi, everyone. Hello. Happy hump day, tired bitches. <laughs> you can't call them bitches. They're nice. Oh, my God. Bitches endearing. All right, boss bitch. Boss bitch. Tired boss bitches. <laughs> What's really funny is Jamie put her headphones on and immediately just had the biggest smile of all time. <laughs> There's something about being in headphones, speaking into a microphone on the pod that just lifts my spirits, you know? Just gets you going. Gets me going. I was going to say grinds my gears, but I think that's a bad thing. No, yeah, that's not right. Yeah, it doesn't. It oils my gears. Gets me lubed up. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway. Well, on that note, this pod is a humble brag pod. We talked about things that are good in our life. We talked about things that are just in life. Mm -hmm. We just kind of chatted. It's our first pod in a while, so. It's our first pod in a while, and it was just kind of, you know, it's pretty low-key. Low-key, for sure. And I kind of liked it that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we're catching you up on everything that we've been doing in our lives the last three weeks. We've been we've been apart, but now yes. we are back together in the studio. And doing we embraced. Things. We embraced. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited that we embraced. Oh, God. We're about to embrace some more, too. Oh, my God. A jujitsu. We're about to embrace. And... You're about to listen to this pod. Yep. So <laughs> enjoy it, y'all. Adios. Hello. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So what you guys don't know is that Becca has secretly been gone for three and a half weeks, and this is our first time back in the Zen Room Tiger Girls Club podcast studio. I don't think it's much of a secret since the upload schedule is a little lack. Sorry. (laughs) I thought it was um, prepared enough to just be seamless and work, but... I mean, in theory, it should have been, but... It should have. I don't have access to uploading things on my computer. I can't download the files from Google. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. And then my Wi-Fi, I had, like, no service over there. They don't have Wi-Fi in Greece. Not really. (laughs) Straight up. It was rough. I was roughing it. Oh, my gosh. But you are not roughing it because... Grace. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we'll talk about it. There was one part that was kind of rough in it. Uh-oh. But it's all good. I mean, it's a good time. Yeah. If you go to a foreign country for that long of a time with family members that you don't really see that often, I feel like there's bound to be a tiny bit of dysfunction. So <laughs> I'm like, that, that should be expected. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's a good trip. I can't wait to hear about it. I know. This is our, um, we're going to call it a humble brag podcast. Because this whole time we're just going to be humble bragging. Jamie just really wants me to talk about my trip a whole lot. I do. So she's going to be asking a bunch of questions. I'm so excited to hear about this. And I don't know, I feel like within the last three weeks, Becca and I have both had a lot of stuff come up. And she has a lot to brag about. I have things I can talk about. I have lots of questions for her that I want her to brag about her trip. I've been wanting her to brag about her trip before she was even going. Because I think (laughs) it's like such a cool opportunity to have. Um, But yeah, here we are. Truth. We're here. And this is like the first time that Jamie and I have sat down together even (laughs) at work. Like yesterday, we didn't even really see each other much. No. So we're here. We're reconnecting. Mm Mm-hmm. 
we should pull a card. Doing it. All right. So this is the Humble Brag Podcast. Okay, little oracle deck. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. What is the energy for the Humble Brag episode for Todd Girls Club Podcast? August 29th, 2019. <laughs> oh, was that it? Oh, there are a couple. All right. What is that? Shark. The shark. Okay. All right. Shark. Water energy. Shark. Is it Why is shark? Emo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything could happen, I guess. Anything's possible in the entire gross club. I didn't even know there was a shark in this deck. <clears throat> I don't think I did either, actually. It's kind of like boring shark look at that okay Color. all right i found it so the shark um directness exposure revealing true nature and desire hmm. okay ochre ochre <laughs> so the shark is only dangerous when we don't acknowledge it this card indicates that something big needs to be exposed it's lurking in the depths and creating tension shark energy takes over us when we are hesitant to be honest to be totally ourselves or to say what we really want it may be tempting to continue pretending nothing is wrong but when shark energy is at play we feel its presence encircling us damn when in balance intriguing captivating mysterious when out of balance <laughs> i haven't read in three weeks <laughs> um when out of balance sneaky destructive to bring into balance honesty Okay, does that mean anything to you? Because it means a lot to me. I'm really confused by this shark energy. Um, I think it is time for you to... I don't know, because I feel like the whole time before you left, you were like almost like keeping your excitement to yourself, maybe? Or keeping like... like I feel like you reclused yourself. Oh, and I feel like true. you have to like... I think this kind of symbolizes um, owning like fuck yeah, like, my dad's well-off lives in Germany and I have the ability to be able to have a life like this. Because I feel like sometimes you are very, like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm just... But, I mean, I am like that, but it's because I really don't feel things about anything. Well, I don't have a be, choice. You need to be honest. I mean, I guess. I'm honest that I... It's. I just don't... I don't know. I don't get... I'm not even secretly like giddy and excited in there. Not it's, even the littlest bit. Hmm. There's I'm Do you feel excitement? Um sometimes. Like when we're at shows and like before the bands come on, I feel excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, there's excitement there. Um I can I don't relate to that cuz I'm excited about everything, I but know. my dad is like that. So, like, I can, I know where you come from as far as, like, do you feel like you just do that to not get your expectations up? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, did Greece exceed your expectations? Well, I also didn't really know what to expect. Okay, well, why don't you tell the pod exactly what you just did and where you came from? Like, my whole trip? Like, yeah, so she went to Greece for like 87 days, and then <laughs> she took a spontaneous trip to Switzerland. All right, I'll tell my story. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll tell for that's, you. That's not, that's not how it went at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I went to Greece for two weeks, and every like three or four days, 
we went to like a different place in Greece. So I went to four different places in Greece, started in Athens and then went to Santorini and then um, Paros and then Lesbos. And there's a little dog outside running by itself down the road. I can see it. There's a woman following it. Oh, okay. Hopefully. All right. This is a really cute dog. I was about to go rescue it. Well, Yorkie. Um, anyway, oh. so we, I did all those four places. That was the first two weeks. And then my dad and I went to Germany because he lives there. And so I was there for a couple of days. And then we took a very quick trip, literally just for dinner, to Zurich, Switzerland. And then, <laughs> which we fucking drove in his Porsche to yes. Zurich. Yes. Humble brag all about like this shit. like 140 miles an hour. Yes. Um, <gasps> it's like my dream. Yeah. It only took, it's like a two hour drive, but that's being not fast. So whatever. Did you drive on the Autobahn? I mean, I think so. Isn't that what it is? Is that what you got to drive on? Well, I don't know. Was, I just didn't know if like the whole... Like, speed limit situation out there was, like, fast. No. There's a lot of, like, little zones where you can only go, like, 60 or whatever. But then there's a point where it just says, no speed limit. And then you can just go and do your thing. But it's not for, like, very long. Okay. Um, So, quick trip for dinner. We had fondue in Switzerland. You have to. I feel like, did you even go to Switzerland 140 miles per hour in a Porsche? If you didn't, if have, you didn't fondue. have fondue, I didn't even know that fondue was like a thing, like a Swiss thing. But I didn't either, but but it is. You know, that's what, what you do there is you eat fondue. So that's what we did. I love fondue. And then um, we went to London for four days, and so then we were there, and then flew back to Germany real quick at night, and then the next morning I had to take a train to somewhere else in Germany to get on the plane and come back. Frankfurt. That's Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Okay. So, so what was your favorite country? I think Switzerland. Yeah. Even though you were only there for dinner. Mm-hmm. Would you go back just to go to Switzerland? Yeah, definitely. What was your favorite thing about it? Um, I really liked just the whole general vibe of Switzerland. There, I Supposedly, it's just like a really rich country. And mm. everybody there, I don't know. It was just kind of a sort of a laid-back attitude, but everyone, all the fashion that I saw there was fucking, like, on point. What was the fashion like? It was so, like, easy, sophisticated, chic, but relaxed, casual, sort of. I don't know. And all the old people were still dressed to the nines. All the men were still dressed to the nines. Like, everybody really cared about how they looked. And that's something that when I lived in New York when I was younger, I really admired about that city. Like, everybody really cared about their appearance. But the last few times I've gone to visit, like, nobody gives a fuck anymore because it's America and people are only wearing their gym clothes and whatever. Yeah. They have places to be. I get it. It's New York. You're fucking busy and you don't have time to care so much. But it used to be a very fucking fashionable city. And to me, at this point, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely changing mm-hmm. in a way where I even feel like fashion itself is changing and maybe more so in America. I don't know. It's anything. just like streetwear here in yeah. America. But in Switzerland and in London, it was like like mid-length skirts and sneakers and cute tops and sweaters. And it just like they know how to layer their clothes with different colors and fucking 
patterns and cool glasses and the right bag and the right shoes and it was just all very thought out yeah and I really like that that's really cool I feel like I admire that and I get inspired by fashion like that Mm -hmm. too I think that's why I love living in the domain because it's like shopping's all around me and even though like I don't buy anything like Becca and I once spent like an hour and a half inside of Neiman's just looking (laughs) at everything that we couldn't afford but like manifesting it all Uh um but yeah I think like that's something that I can appreciate like that's why I want to go to Germany like Germany seems so like edgy and like cool yeah to me I don't know did you feel like you saw any of that there I did definitely Germany was probably the only place where I did for sure see some like real goths yeah (laughs) like people that are actually super edgy um they were I was in Stuttgart Germany so it's like this army town sort of that's why Americans are there um but it was cute and quaint and still had this big shopping area and like city center thing which was nice um still had a really laid back kind of feel and still people were dressed like they are expressing themselves you know yeah um yeah I really liked I liked Germany if anything I got the vibe like the whole folklore vibe from Germany like the grim fairy tales and Hansel and Gretel and shit like everything it really felt like that at least out by my dad's house because he was kind of not like in a suburb but he was on the west side of the city like still in it but you know whatever that's the vibe that i in the woods that like comes to mind is like Mm -hmm. hensel and gretel oh yeah it was woodsy there were like all kinds of plants and greens and little mushrooms but then like creepy all over the place yeah but kind of creepy exactly yeah like if you're out there at night it's like nice and but it's like quiet but like too quiet wasn't the human centipede like oh from germany <laughs> probably <laughs> isn't the guy german i'm sure that sounds like a very german thing yeah i'm pretty sure it must <laughs> sounds <be>. like <laughs> they do that in germany yeah and centipedes are everywhere in germany mm-hmm. definitely when the sun i can goes attest down. yeah they just <laughs> becca was around. becca was in a human centipede while she was in germany you know i didn't want to have to talk about that today but <laughs> She was the front, though. <laughs> so you can't really tell. I would have preferred to be in the middle somewhere. I know, right? <laughs> Sounds like the most fun, the most action, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, if I'm going to be in a human centipede, I might as well get the full experience. You might as well. I mean, that there's nothing like having your mouth sewn to somebody's asshole, like being a part of the human centipede. There's nothing quite like it. There's nothing like it. Damn, I'm going to have to go back. All right. <laughs> Um, I need to be in the middle of a human centipede someday. Yeah, that's my goal. Can I manifest this? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could. All right. I'll go ask Oh, my gosh. It. Yikes. Have you seen all of them? I've never seen it. I mean. Am I missing out? I feel like you are, only because. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that movie is like. Um, Iconic. I was going to say iconic, but I feel like to what? <laughs> but like yeah. German um, creep culture. Yes. Yeah. And like I had no idea what the human centipede was. And I rented it out of Redbox one time. And we what were. What did you think it was? I have no idea. I just remember sitting there watching it. And we were like. 
what the fuck? What did I just see? Yeah. Is this a snuff film? The whole time we're like, should we turn this off? And we just didn't. You just couldn't stop watching? We just couldn't stop watching because it kept getting more and more fucked up. And How many people are in a human centipede? Three. That's it? Or four? I feel like there should be at least six. Well, there's a hundred legs. So maybe five. Four, a hundred, four. So like, it would be like... 60? 10. Oh. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. No, There's like arms and legs. Yeah. So like 25 times 4 is 100. So you got to have so 25, 25 people. people in a human centipede. And a real one. Do you like how it just took us so long to make math? <laughs> it's early. It kind is. Of. Uh, it's not. <laughs> um, were you in a human centipede while I was gone? No. I mean... I was in like my own little human beetle. That, that makes that sense. Four legs, right? Or wait. And on your back? On my back. Mm. <laughs> like a turtle. <laughs> kind of. I don't know if you consider that. I don't know. All right. We're not to talk about it. I mean, I would love to talk about it. It's right, fine. I'll I don't talk care. about it. Humble my brag. humble brag. Yeah, let's is... get your humble brag out. Come on. Um. Well, I, okay. So this is like kind of where the shark resonates with me a little bit because... I am back together with my husband, which is, like, really fun and exciting, and I'm happy, and everything's good, but, like, I feel like I have to almost, like, keep it a secret. Why? Because it was so fucking shitty, and, like, essentially, like, done and over with, and, like, burned up in flames, and, like, ashes spread everywhere. Like, there was, like, no hope. And there was just so much shit that went down that was, like, so dysfunctional and hurtful and, like, fucked up. But, like, it's hard to explain how great everything is right now. Well, I'm sure almost anything's better than what it was. was. Yeah. So true. Not to discredit anything. I'm not trying to. Oh, well, no. And, like, I think that's the thing is, like, it was so shitty, like, especially towards the end. And I think that's why, like... The breakup was so shitty and I feel like that's why like everything that was like happening throughout the breakup was so shitty because it was just so shitty. Everything about it was like not healthy and not even like I don't even know how we managed to get this far together. Well, so how if it was so shitty, I'm sure there are plenty of tired girls out there that are also in super shitty relationships or whatever or have broken up with somebody or separated and whatnot. How do you rebuild? How do you get back together? How are you at a point that's so good it can't just happen overnight? You know, right? how how does that happen? Well, I think our separation is what made it better because, like, when we got back together and started hanging out and talking, like, we talk about things now. And, like, we talk about hard things without arguing and yelling. And, like, no one raises their voice. But I think separation and breakups scare people a lot. And I know for me, like, I didn't want to break up. There are so many times where I'm, like, I even told you, like, I don't want to separate. Either it's done or we just work through it. And, like, I don't feel like it's that black or white. I feel if you do take your time to separate and go your separate ways and find yourself, I think when you find yourself then you're okay either way Mm -hmm. you're okay whether you stay together or not and I feel like sometimes people and I'm just speaking from my own experience like sometimes people stay in relationships because their identity is in their relationship and 
without that, even though it is dysfunctional and unhealthy, you still stay because you're like, who am I without all of this dysfunction? And sometimes people that grow up in traumatic childhoods that have dysfunction in their lives, like that's what they know. Right. It's not fun, but it's comfortable. And it's not like a good kind of warm and cozy comfortable. It's a familiar, familiar comfortable. So I don't know. I think taking time to separate either you grow back together or not right and I think that's kind of where Alex and I are right now is like I think he had to kind of explore options as far as like seeing what like the single guy in Austin would have been like because we started dating when we were like young-ish I mean I was 21 and he was 25 and yeah that's young in guy years that's like 21 also yeah exactly like I don't know like he's like blue belt in jiu-jitsu and gets all this attention for how good he is and mm-hmm. you know being a tattooer and like being attractive like I think there was a part of him that was like this is my out to like get this life that I would have always wanted and it seemed so fun and then for me I think I did it the opposite way I was like well I need to see if I can do this on my own mm-hmm. like what it, would it be like if I'm this like boss bitch in my own apartment with my own car and my own shit and like everything mine 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 like me like Right. so self-sufficient because I feel like I am more of like a codependent person um I think it took us separating to realize that maybe the grass isn't greener on the other side mm-hmm. and I don't know I as terrible as it was I'm the most comfortable I've ever been in my relationship and I think he feels the same way because I don't know we are so much more confident and we know what we want now kind of situation um, I think it took us being separate to like have him kind of hit his low of like this isn't what I want this really sucks and for me to reach my high and be like I'm fine with or without you to finally like appreciate the other person for what they were and like what they could be and like what they bring to the table instead of having expectations you know mm-hmm. but clean slate for sure you can't like hold on to anything and that's why I think my relationship ended in the way that it did because it was so full of just like resentment and lack of communication and like hidden feelings and like what ifs and I don't know you have to separate yourself from the madness I think to be able to get a clear view of what you actually want and what's best for you if that makes sense yeah but yeah I just feel like I am like I feel like I can't talk about how good it is right now, even though I want to. And, like, I want to manifest that. Like, I want to manifest, like, even more good for my marriage because I feel like I manifested so much shit. I feel like I was so insecure all the time about, like, well, who's he talking to? What's he doing? All of these things. Like, and then what happened? I manifested that shit on top of, like, him, you know, like, thinking that I know, for instance, like, at the end of our relationship, he was always, like, do you even need me? You don't need me. Like, he was insecure about, like, not being, like, man enough. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of the things that were causing heartache were all things that we were manifesting in ourselves. So I think, yeah, let it end. Let that part fizzle out. And then we came together for a reason. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm fucking pumped about all of it. But it's good. I'm excited and I'm as much as it was so shitty in the moment like I was like 
two seconds away from filing for divorce and then all of a sudden like he's ready to talk yeah well sometimes you just have to see like i don't know the end i guess and how bad it could be it's like that scare you know and super i don't know if you're like really unhealthy and you have a heart attack or something and then it's like okay well now i need to change my habits like you know that for a long time leading up to such an event but sometimes it just takes something big and like earth shattering to literally just shatter it all and like just fucking cleanse it all and start afresh that's like when i don't know the very first time i went to therapy and i'd never had i don't think i well i probably had anxiety but i'd never had an anxiety attack or panic attack for like ever and so i started having them like regularly or like all the time and like you literally feel your insides fucking shaking or at least i did you know it's just that like your nervous system's just all fucked and my therapist at the time was like well yeah that's just you getting rid of all that you know Mm -hmm. just processing all this emotion and whatever it's like the same thing just on a different little level you know yeah i agree and i think that's kind of where it was for both of us it was more like me being like how do i put it like focusing on myself to make myself better because I think I was kind of facing all my demons at that point. Like mm-hmm. I could have easily, you know, completely self-destructed, partied. Do you think it's more meaningful to him now that you have shown that you can be on your own and you're still choosing to be with him? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that says something, you know, like you, it's like, yeah, I can be on my own, but or you know you like prove that you could do it and that you don't need him but if you're still choosing to be with somebody yeah despite that then like I think that would feel good at least for him you know yeah would you do anything differently no I think I did everything I was supposed to do and like I think the one thing that's, like, difficult for me, and I can relate to some other people, is just, like, the infidelity that happened while we were separated. Although we were separated, we're still fucking married at the end of the day. And, like, that is something that I think he himself maybe needed to explore personally. Mm -hmm. I do feel like it was a coping mechanism that he kind of realized that it's not all it's cracked up to be, you know? And for me, I find my power in... I didn't do that shit. Right. Because I think it was almost expected of me to lose my shit. And I think that the way that I handled it, I think I did everything I was supposed to. And even through my moments of weakness, like, fuck, I was going through a divorce, essentially. Like, I think I held it together as well as I could have. I know there is definitely, like, lots of moments of weakness. But that's just, like, me as a person, like... I still got my shit taken care of and all of that. And I didn't, like, I didn't really, like, I didn't do anything bad. True. I think that just, like, shows my loyalty. And I think that shows my, not my personality, but it shows, like, my morals. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. Yeah, like... And I think that's... I'm proud of both of you guys. I'm proud of Alex for, I mean, 
dude seems like he if he's talking i'm impressed oh and like the patience that he's been like showing me through all of it too like there are times where he like gets a little pissy like and has his excuses but i mean there is even one time where he was like saying something he's like it's but it's not an excuse because i think he like catches himself Mm. a little bit and like he does communicate the things that he's feeling in a way where i can see he's trying because even just the fact that like he's communicating it right is the biggest thing well if you were alex talking to me right now what do you think he did to change or realized or saw do you have any ideas like why would he choose to get back in it and make a conscious effort do you think he always saw that like what was wrong and his yeah. behavior and yes. he it was just too far gone to make a change yes. oh yeah I think because that's all he kept saying was like I was in such a dark place I was in such a dark place I didn't even know what I was doing I was in such a dark place and I think for him like it's it's easy for him I don't want to speak for him but I want to speak for him in a sense where like I know him better than anyone and I've seen him grow up into this person for the last almost seven years like Mm -hmm. I think for him he goes back to old familiar ways just like we were talking about earlier like and yeah, I think it was one of those things where, like, he felt like this is what he should be doing. Like, this is, you know, like, the people that he was hanging around, he kept saying, like, well, I don't have anyone. Well, he had people. He chose to do the things that he did, and he chose to be in situations that he was in. Like, he put himself there. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as, you know, like, he even says all the time, like, I wanted you the whole time. I thought about you the whole time. I was upset and like heartbroken the whole time. And it's like, I, I, it's hard to explain, but yeah, I feel like he, he kind of felt maybe like there was no other option. Yeah. Cause if, no offense to him, but he can kind of like victimize himself a little bit. And like, I think that's kind of what like kept him there. Like, oh, my wife hates me and kicked me out and told me to leave. And like, but I didn't hate him and I it came down to that for a reason right and I said those things for a reason like that's something that whenever him and I like start talking about what happened Mm -hmm. and he comes up with like well you told me this and it's like well no like it's it was the whole thing you know it was the entire situation of like what you were doing to me to make me feel those things and vice versa and then how everything ended like he was a fucking dick through all of it and i don't know if that was just his way to mask how hurt he was to be able to just walk away from it but i mean i don't know like i said before his way of just being appreciative of who i am now i think is really important for him to see that yeah i mean it's almost more like safe and stable Right. Or before it wasn't. That totally makes sense. How is being with your dad and your stepmom? (laughs) 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 I mean, it was good, fine. Um, Like I said, I think before in times, it was the most time we've spent together since I was 
like 17 or not even 17 like the most time alone since I was 15 14 or 15 because at that point my brother had moved in with us so I haven't had like real just one-on-one time with them in a long time like 10 years more than 10 years um but I don't know me and my dad I think are similar I don't know if we're like too similar or if we're just really different because when it was just him and I hanging out we were kind of quiet I don't know my dad's kind of the he has like a big personality that he can bring out and like network really well and whatever and carry conversations and joke around and all that sort of stuff but we all know me as like quiet and dry so Mm -hmm. I wasn't giving him anything to you know feed off of right because I don't know I think for me I was just sort of trying to watch him and find my place I guess yeah I don't know I wonder if that's just like natural I feel like any child still you know you always look to your parents for whatever they're doing and maybe I still do that as a 26 year old because I didn't have a lot of time in my 26 years to uh like watch and learn or whatever do you feel comfortable around your dad yeah I mean it was like a comfortable silences I'd say yeah but I don't know I'm it was not like it was weird but kind of yeah no I hear you I think we were both trying to like feel where we stood but like we're good it's not like a I don't know it's just well you guys have had so much time apart Mm -hmm. you guys are on different sides of the world like it is hard to have those relationships and especially if it's like a daughter father relationship but from the sounds of it like I don't know, you guys maybe understand each other decently? I mean, I think so. Like, unspokenly? I think it's, for me, the weirdest thing is, like, I am 26, and yet being there and some of the, you know, if we were going out or we were out late at night and it was, like, me, my dad, my stepmom, and, like, whoever we were hanging out with in Greece or whatever, and just chilling there, it's, like, I still felt like... I was a child, you know, and like I, as if I would have to ask to go do something, you know, and be like, oh, or let him know what I was doing and when and where and whatever, Yeah. even though I am literally a fully functional adult. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's just, I mean, I'm sure that's just me, but then part of me wonders if like, do I feel that way all the time? Am I always... Do I always feel like I'm just still like a child to them and just put myself in that role, even with my mom? I don't know. It's, it goes in some weird, interesting, weird places. No, I see where it's going a little bit. Mm-hmm. But those are the things that occupy my mind like all the time. So that's why I'm yeah. quiet. I just think about all this kind of, well, what is my role? And like, who do my, what do my family, what do they think I am or who? You know, I don't know. It's so weird. Do you feel like you're like, where do I fit in in my family? Maybe not like, what do they expect of me? What do they think? But where do I, where, like, what do you see? I think it's what they expect. Mm, expectations. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Probably. Probably expectations. That'd be my guess. Yeah. And like, and I even had to tell him that too one night. 
we were in Germany. Well, it was just me and my dad, and we were going to go to London and, um, like, go do our thing. And I was like, I know that we're going to go do I, – oh, we were going to get our hair done. He had to get his hair cut, and he gets his hair cut in London for whatever reason. <laughs> so we were going to go. And, uh, and the guy that cuts his hair is, like, kind of, like, hair famous, sort of. And uh, what was the salon like? Salon. It's called the Sloan Salon or Sloan Sloan London. It's in Sloan Square. Um, it was really cute. It was just kind of modern and like small, smaller than UB2. Okay. Um, there were like three stylists working. They were all, they were all men. There was like a shampoo girl, and then like a front desk girl, and then some other chick walking around too. That I think. Maybe it was a stylist, but maybe also, an ass- I don't know. I don't know who they all were. Yeah. Um, but it was a really nice experience. But before I talk about that, um, I was telling my dad, like, the night before, I was like, I know it's, like, a cool thing to do that you're, like, bringing me to do and whatever, but I'm not going to be, like, jumping for joy for these sorts of things because that's just not me. You mm. said that? Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> Because I feel like especially with dads that are like that, they almost, like, feel like giving you these things. Like, I should be like, oh, my God, this is so great. This is the best day of my life. Thank you so much. Yeah. Duh. I'm going to talk about this forever. It's the greatest day of my whole life. But I'm not. That's, like, no. literally light years away from me and my personality. Yeah. And, and I think in the past that is what they expected of me and like moving to New York they I think they just expected me to like grovel and take every opportunity and like talk to everybody and be this like be like them you know like super outgoing and yeah whatever but I just soak it all in like a little sponge you know yeah I feel like I don't have to talk I don't have to laugh to have fun no to do you know, I don't have to do anything to have a good time. I'm just, I like just kind of be in there, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really positive thing for you to even just like share with your dad because I mean, that allows him to know you better. Right. And especially if there are expectations in you, you're the way that you respond to certain things might get him in his head because at the end of the day like our parents are like human too you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's good that you vocalize that because then it might have taken a lot of weight off his shoulders to be like is she gonna like this is she gonna like and then if you don't him be like did she is she ungrateful like i feel like just having that out there is good yeah and he was like just saying that there's never any expectations and whatever it's just like a any door he can open is cool and if I take anything from it great if not tight yeah like I don't know he said that there's like no expectations for anything like that but yeah I don't know what he actually like feels or whatnot but yeah no yeah so it was good the salon was really cute and I did really enjoy it that is awesome your photos looked Amazing. Just the architecture. I could only imagine, like, what the energy of, like, the area felt like. Like, ugh, 
I don't know. Of like all of it? All of it. Well, everywhere that I went was like totally different. Even in Greece, like the four different places we went were all different from each other. Yeah. And we kind of started like um, the most metropolitan to the most like rough in it in ways. Like I was going to say, what's rough in it? Well, so I'll start at the beginning, I guess. So Athens is like the capital of Greece, I want to say. And it's just a city and people kind of just, you know, it's a city. So you're just hustling, bustling, sort of. But I don't know. It was... I can't say it's a beautiful city by any means. It's just a city. Okay. It's kind of yeah. there. The buildings are all like 80s old, you know? So it's just, I don't know. Not the cutest. It's just not cute. Yeah. And then, but it has, you know, the Acropolis and the fucking, you know, old Greek shit, which is cool, I guess. So what's an Acropolis? That's like the hill where there's the buildings, like the pillars oh, and stuff. Yeah. It's just a hill with old things on it. Just a hill with old buildings from from thousands of years. Yeah, ago, that's all. That's yeah. all it is. I mean, that's so rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not the rough part of the trip. Mm. So we were in Athens. I feel like you can see all of Athens in two days. So if you're ever going to go to Greece, you legit do not have to spend that much time there. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so from Athens, we went to Santorini, which is what I think is like iconic Greece, what people know of, yeah. with like the white buildings with the blue domes and the, I don't know, pools that you like, whatever, swim out in, and there's just, people mm. are just there chilling. But that was like very, like that's all it is. It's like very resorty, and there's no beach on Santorini because it's a like volcano like the top of a volcano so it just goes straight down into the water huh there's no beaches there i think on the island somewhere there's like two little small whack beaches okay so you don't you just chill in your pool and like i I don't know for an island it's pretty quiet i guess i think there is one it's not a very big island but i think there is one little part that kind of gets popping but for the most part, that's where I think people, that's where people go to like honeymoon, you know, and like just chill and chill. stay in their room all day and then float in their pool and then yeah, whatever. And then do honeymoon activities. Honeymoon, like yeah. lots of them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and like a lot of the streets, like even though there's all the pretty architecture and stuff, like at least where we were on the island, um, like you can't even walk on a lot of like the little side street areas and whatever because it's just private access to someone's hotel room thing you know so it was just very there wasn't a whole lot to do but the food that I had there was good that's good and I got a pina colada and a pineapple even though I don't think that's a very Greek thing at all that's fun but I had to do it um so that was just very a little I don't know we did do this food and wine tour on Santorini, which was actually pretty interesting. And that island only got electricity back in like 1962, which is nuts. And now it's like this huge thing. Um, but I learned how to farm without water. Okay. But you need the right kind of soil. I don't know. They eat, ate a lot of tomatoes. I guess the um, traditional food of 
Santorini, maybe, or Greek people, is tomatoes and fava beans. Just like a million different ways, because that's all they could huh. make. They were like really poor farmer people that lived there 400 years ago. But I heard that like Greek food's like so healthy for you. I mean, it was, I ate meat, like souvlaki. It's like those, uh, like kebabs, but it's just meat on a stick. Whoa. <laughs> and it's like pork. It wasn't, yeah, my love or chicken maybe, but definitely a lot of pork. Um, a fuck ton of tomatoes in like, like tomato fritters or stuffed tomatoes or just tomatoes, like Greek salad, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> feta cheese and feta. olive oil. I didn't have as much olives and olive oil as I thought I would. I feel like that's... I was kind of offended. Yeah. But I think olive season is like the end of fall from what I gathered. olives have their own seed? Well, yeah, because they grow on trees. Okay. And so they don't... They're just not there all the time. Yeah. I mean, they are, I guess. I mean, there's plenty of olives and shit, but I definitely did not eat as much olive olive oil as I thought I would. Okay. Um, And I didn't really eat any hummus. That's so crazy. I feel like Greece is kind of letting me down in their food department. It's just like meat and fucking tomatoes. Meat and tomatoes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Greece, and there's thanks like, for the letdown. No, there I'm was like... Kidding. I don't know. I didn't go. Fish, I guess. I mean, all the restaurants, like, they're like restaurants, so they have... Well, what was London like? London food was fucking amazing. Yeah? I had the best food in London. Okay, so what did you have in London? I need to know about the food. I had, like, the best cheeseburger I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. The most American meal possible. Um, it's London. They speak English, and it's the fucking Brits. So, <laughs> it's, it's not, not American? It's not very... I mean, London's not exotic. They don't have exotic food. But they they're, They fucking like... fish and chips and sausage and potatoes. Like, they don't... Or bangers and mash, I should say. It's not I like... I thought that was Irish. I don't know. Who Maybe. knows? Bangers and mash. Yeah, that's fucking sausage English and food. mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's like my favorite meal. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess you'd get along in London pretty well. <sighs> I want to go to London so bad. I want to do like my first over the pond trip to London because they still speak English. They do. Because I think I would get frustrated living, not living, visiting a place where they didn't speak English. I wandered around in Germany by myself a couple times. And I, like, didn't talk to people as much as I could. Yeah. Even though in Germany, they all speak English, too. But I was like... They do? Yeah. I mean, all over Europe, they all speak English. What? Yeah. I mean, most people speak English in Europe. And if they don't speak English to you, it's because they're just being bratty. Or they're, like, really fucking, you know, deep Greeks, you know? Greek people are not nice. They're not nice. I mean, maybe if you know them. You have to already know a Greek person to be, like, welcomed into Greek culture. For sure. Like, it's just, it was a lot of old men sitting on the side of the street and their little cafe tables, just literally glaring at everybody. And if you smile at anyone, they will not smile back at you. And if you are walking in, there's no sense of, like, a line or order. It's all chaos. And people are just shoving you out of the way. Like, even getting on planes in Greece, they, 
like they will not go in a line. They just all fucking swarm. Don't you feel like that's kind of how it is in New York and like the East Coast no. too, though? No, not at all. Is there more order to it? In the states, yeah, definitely. But in Greece, they like don't care. Um, what do you think causes that? I don't know. They were an empire for a long ass time. That's something I learned that London was founded by the Romans. <gasps> and I had no idea. And London it makes so was? much sense. Mm-hmm. It makes me excited. It makes so much sense. Because the Roman Empire was such like a crazy thing that like took over the world as they knew it. And there the British people are trying to take over the world as they knew it. You know? Makes sense. Whoa. Yeah. But in Greece, I was walking down the street one day with like all the whatever everyone I was with and one of the chicks we were with was Greek and there's this old man kind of walking towards me and so I sort of yielded to get out of his way so he could just pass by because he was this like old man and the chick I was with was like don't stop for the Greeks because they won't stop for you Whoa. and I was like okay and she said I know it seems like you want to be nice or whatever but they don't give a fuck and they will run you over yeah even yeah. in cars. Like, if you're in the road, they'll just fucking legit run you over. How was it driving on the other side of the road? That was only in London. Oh. They do everything backwards in London. They have their own currency. They don't do the euro. They have pounds. Um, they drive on the wrong side of the road. But the European European Union, which has, like, 30 countries or some shit in it, they all use the euro, and it's all very, you know... Everyone gets together. But in Switzerland, they had their own money, too. They're not part of it. They didn't give a fuck. Whoa. So England has its own or just London? England. England. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I know. They just want to separate themselves. Like Texas. Yeah. They're like the Texas of Europe. Pretty much. Who would have thought? Somebody said something like one of the... Where were we? I don't remember. But there is a country that's like that. I think that is England. The third place that I went in Greece, Paros, that island was really cool because I felt like that was a good mix of kind of touristy stuff, but also authentic Greek things and people that live there. Paros? Paros. Paros? Like Paris with an O. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I really liked that island. It was nice. And it had it. That was the first time we saw a beach after a week of being in Greece. Whoa, what? Mm-hmm. We were in Greece for a whole week before I went to a beach. And okay. even that beach was like kind of whack. So did it exceed your expectations or were you... The beach on that island? Greece. Oh, Greece. I mean, I didn't really have any expectations. The I would say Santorini looked exactly like all the pictures that you see. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty on par. Athens, I think... I mean, I didn't really know what to expect in Athens. But I think I probably expected it to be a little bit more, I don't know, something. Hmm. Just kind of lackluster of a sure, city. Sure, It kind of sounds like all of that in Greece. Like, I feel like you were more excited about other places besides Greece. I don't know. I mean, I liked everything that we did. I liked, I had a good time the whole time. Mm-hmm. The beach on the last place that we went, the last island, Lesbos, the beach there was really nice. What was that like? Was that touristy or not so much? No, that's where we were like roughing it by tourist standards. Yeah. Like if you were to just go on a trip to Greece and you ended up where we were, 
You wouldn't know what to do? There's nothing to do because it, we were in, we stayed in this village called Akrasi. And it was like a 30 minute drive up this fucking mountain. And I guess during most of the year, only 30 people live there. Oh, and what? Yeah. And it was like this little ass village. It's like villages and these people that live in these villages and which are just like fucking Greek people, you know? Sure. And, but I guess in Europe in August, pretty much everybody takes the whole month off and just travels around and does shit. And so, um, in August, that's when we were there. And so at that point there were like 300 people in the village, but normally there's like 30. Yeah. And I don't know. So, yeah. But it was like, I mean, there's nothing to do in that city except for in, or in the village. You just go and we just hung out with the Greek people that we knew because that's where they were from. I wish you would have come back with an accent. Drank a lot of ouzo. I was worried that I was going to, to be honest. Okay, so what is like the Greek language? It's Greek. But what does it sound like? I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Can you do your best Greek accent? No, because I don't even know any words. And they, it's... <laughs> I don't know. I can't. There's nothing. Because the Greek people that we were with were Australian Greeks. Wait, what the fuck? Australia has like the second largest population of Greeks outside of Greece. How close is Australia to Greece? It's like 26 hours away. What the fuck? Literally. Australia is literally like in its own area of the world. No, it is. And there's a lot of Greek people there. What the fuck? Wow. I'm shook by that a little bit. Yeah. I heard a lot of European people travel to Africa. <laughs> Fun fact. Oh, yeah? What part of Africa? <laughs> Kenya. Kenya. Hmm. I don't know. I heard they have good beaches. Zanzibar is, like, supposedly super beautiful. What's Zanzibar? Is that in it's Africa? It's in Africa, yeah. Mm, what do you know? There's just something about going to Africa that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> like, they have lions. And tigers. And no bears um elephants <laughs> there might be bears. like i don't know Do but elephants scare you no elephants are like my favorite animal okay we'll go to africa <sighs> my dad works with africa i know he does and like i feel like that's really fucking cool because i don't know and just all the shots that you have to get because all the bugs and like oh yeah the diseases and like the food and just how terrible like the water is like that's just like and that's the wars ve- that's very third world um apparently africa is gonna have like the largest population on the planet here soon what or something like billions of people in africa because how <laughs> i don't know my dad told me this something like like the average family has like seven kids or something and <sighs> But, like, back, you know, years ago, you could have seven kids and maybe two of them would live, right? Yeah. But now with all the help and aid and shit they're getting. All their people are living. All the people are living. Which is good, but here's my issue. So now there's, like, just a fuck ton of people in Africa. Here's my issue with missionaries and people that go to places like that to help. So, okay. (laughs) <laughs> now that you are helping people and their children are living and their their civilization is growing, mm-hmm. now what? Are people going to still go there and then help keep all of their seven kids alive? Or are they just going to sit there and still starve and go through everything that they go through? Like, 
I don't know. I think it's really hard to think about. Like now there's even more children starving and going through all of this with disease and everything. I don't know. It's a weird, weird, weird subject. It is a weird subject. But that's the, that's what's happening over in Africa. I know. So it's like, what's better? I don't know. Who knows? Hmm. No, I'm shook. I have to do some research. I'm interested in this. Well, tell me something else that you have to humble brag about over your three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I started going to Cooper's gym, which is, like, fucking amazing. Holy shit. Like, my jujitsu is, I understand it, so much more. And, like, Sean, the guy who owns Cooper's, he's so helpful. He's so patient. He's so nice. All the people, excuse me, that go to Cooper's are so nice. And, like, they're badass, dude. Like, they're some scary people. But they're all, like, really cool at the same time. Like, I was talking to Sylvia yesterday. And she was like, everybody, yeah, like, is tough. But everybody wants to come back to train tomorrow. So, like, everyone's, like, also smart. And, like, they care about the sport and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It it was cool. I'm excited to take a Muay Thai class there and kind of see what that's all about. But I'm really excited to kind of start transitioning my training over there because I'm just excited. I think it's like the next level up from where I'm at and I'm I'm ready to go. And Alex goes with me too and I think that's something that's been really helpful for us is like we share the same hobby mm-hmm. but we go to different places and like so Wednesday is like going to be the day where he goes with me to like no game. Mm-hmm. So he's still like involved and like I'll do the women's only at Vow every once in a while yeah um i still feel a little weird going in there because i feel like that's like his turf so i don't want to like cross boundaries quite yet mm-hmm. um but i mean we even went and like watched the fights a few saturdays ago there and like everyone's super nice so i feel like it's it's comfortable um yeah i'm really excited about that and i don't know even just like i was saying to you yesterday like our friendships like i feel like we can finally have like real friendships with people and not have it be like awkward drama of like us bickering and people feeling uncomfortable or like awkward drama of like we're fighting so we don't want to be around each other like I feel like we can now put forth effort into our friendships together in a different way than we were before so I'm just kind of excited for life in general and like I started my blog, which I haven't really been, I've been writing, but it, there's something about being vulnerable and like putting stuff up there that is a little scary to me, but I know I just need to do it and stop talking about it and be about it and just fucking do it and just share and really just, I don't know, I'm feeling inspired, but I'm also feeling like overwhelmed at the same time. So I call it like emotional spinning. I've kind of been doing that with Alex lately where like, I'll be like, Oh my god! I can't believe it's you. I can't stop staring at you. I feel like it's not even you. Like I, I'll touch him and be like, "You this told is... me that all day yesterday." Yeah, I said I've been like feeling the same thing, and I told him that when I got home from work, I was like, "I feel like the same shit happened with Becca." I was like, "Is this you? Am I in a dream?" And then I'm like, "I'm so excited." And then I'm like, "But wait a second!" Like, especially with Alex, like, well, the last four months, what was that? And then I start like 
going backwards and it's like one of those magnet things that like spin around each other kind of like that like I'm like then I'm like whoa what am I supposed to be feeling right now and that sounds really weird and confusing yeah but then I'm like trying to like keep myself like in the present moment of like being happy and being grateful and being you know excited and hopeful for the future because I feel like I don't know I feel like the universe is like here you go everything you want and need is right here you have the tools and like with my therapist like quitting her practice like it was almost like per usual mm-hmm. that just seems to like be how my life goes is like okay here it is deal with it here it is deal with it like i don't know did you crack that was my shoulder whoa so jealous um Oof. so jealous i'm a new me I'm after ready. you cracked ready to go yeah i'm upbeat now I love it. <laughs> I need to crack myself then. I want to be a new me. Um, but kind of. I mean, I feel like I am a new me. You again. are a new you. Again. I it feel just like keeps happening. I, you just keep growing oh, every day. Dude, I know. And it's like, it's really fun. And I feel excited. And I feel, like I said, inspired. And I'm, I feel like I'm ready. But I'm also just like, okay. Like, I'm, I, I have to like jump into the stream. To let it flow me down the river of where I'm supposed to go. But I haven't jumped in yet. I'm like about to jump in. But I'm just like. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why don't you just jump in? What do you have to jump into? The stream of life. Well okay. But what does that look like in reality? I think that's why I'm trying to organize my life and my thoughts. So I can like figure it out. Mm. But I'm excited about it because anything's (laughs) fucking possible like that's the thing like anything like everything that happens in my life right now is like what I make of it and I feel 100% confident that like anything I want I can have at this moment maybe not like right away but like if I work towards it I can have it and I feel confident in myself and in my relationships and in my friendships and in you know even just down to like where I'm going to be training martial arts like I feel like I'm like purging a lot of shit from my life to allow new to come in and it's just like constant change has been a thing for all year and I think I'm just like I just need to embrace it and move forward I feel like I'm holding my breath and I just need to like let it all out and just breathe through it and do my shit but like even just like down to podcast stuff like me telling Kim that I didn't want to fucking do hair anymore like sitting in my one-on-one and just being like listen I'm not quitting but I'm definitely like not checked in anymore and I don't know what I want to do I know where I want to put my energy like it I don't know it just feels good good mm-hmm. what a humble brag killing it I'm so excited I think you're killing it too mm-hmm. I mean Dude, you I'm just doing it. Yeah, you just spent like a fucking month in Europe and then come back and work a twelve-hour day. Yeah, how American to like come back from I Europe know. and work a fucking twelve-hour day. Work a twelve-hour day, right? Mm-hmm. I know everything here just seems so pointless. Whoa, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, everything's great, love. In my life at the moment, you're like, America sucks. Everything's pointless here. <laughs> <laughs> Yin and yang, bitch. I mean, it's obviously not pointless, but I don't know. When you're in Europe, or I feel like European people, 
I mean, they get to take a fucking month off and just do their shit. And, they take naps. And they take naps. And they, like, the pace is so much easier, even if it's in a big city. It's like people are just walking along, having a good day, doing what they want to do. Like, it's that mindset that we want to have here that we feel like we have to fucking work really hard for. And it's like, well, if we're working really hard all the time, when do we even have time to have a easygoing lifestyle because that's not the lifestyle yeah well then i feel like you live in places like my family in indiana where there's nothing but cornfields and fast food well yeah and honestly something like that i think would feel nice i don't care about i don't know i don't mind i like the hustle obviously like i do it and i feel like there's a lot of things that i need to do in life but if anything the goal is I don't want to work hard forever. Like, fuck that. Yeah. You know? I'm a tired girl. Yeah. And I will work to, like, have the means to not have to work. Yeah. Like, what is, like, are you thinking, like, long term? Is that kind of what you mean? Like, you'll put in the work now, but you see how people, like, kill themselves till they die. Right. But even, yeah. like, sooner than that. Like, once I pay off my student loans and my credit cards and shit like I would be cool just fucking going around and like you know working to live you know and yeah. like I don't care about I don't I don't know I don't care about keeping up with the Joneses or anything like yeah. that I want to be able to be like mobile and even if that's like fucking selling all my shit and getting a fucking camper van and like driving around for three years like I, I would way rather do that than fucking work fucking 40 hours a week and for what yeah yeah no i hear you i feel like i want to have a job that i actually like because i don't mind like putting in the work and doing the hustle if i enjoy it and i think that's like kind of for me right now is i'm like i'm i do live paycheck to paycheck right now because it is so expensive where I'm at and like ended up getting into a car accident had to get a new car so it's like all these things like I know money's coming eventually right um but I'm like I don't know what I want to do when I grow up because I will I fucking refuse to have a job that I hate no yeah me too and but I also I don't know I wouldn't want to be stuck having to work I don't know. I would rather. Well, that's why you have to have know. a savings account well, and like yeah. a four hundred one k and shit, right? Right. Like social security. Like I feel like that's. I mean, that's a thing, but who knows what that's even going to look like when we are old enough to be able to have that? But I think like yeah, perspective. Perspectives have changed. I'm sure for you, like your perspective has changed. Being in a completely different country, multiple different countries. Right. I mean, in Greece, they have like nothing like my house here is like a fucking mansion yeah and like the amount of clothes that i have is just fucking outrageous and like yeah I don't, again like for what yeah like who i but you know what the greek people are happy mm-hmm. they just get up i mean as much as they do not fucking show it they yeah. at the end of the night like all get together and have dinner and dance around and have a good time and like you don't need money for that fucking it's so crazy actually one of the people that we met he is a police sergeant in athens 
and he's been a police sergeant in Athens for 28 years. Guess how much money this motherfucker makes? Well, I don't know because they don't have dollars. Well, okay. Well, guess in dollars. Guess how much his fucking salary is. Yearly salary. Oh, yearly, yearly salary. A police sergeant for 28 years in Athens. 50000 16 Thousand? Sixteen thousand dollars. Sixteen? One six? One six. Twenty-eight years makes sixteen thousand dollars as a fucking police sergeant in Athens. How? Is it like their way of life? Like is food expensive? I mean it can be, but not really. I don't know. I don't know what it costs to live there. But they have two kids uh, who have to work so that they can afford to go to school but are not going to school right now because they have to work to save up to be able to go to school. So it's not like it's paying all the bills, like covering every cost ever. It's not like a luxurious way of life. Yeah. Can you believe that? I'm shook by that, honestly. I feel like... Can you imagine working at Urban Betty Salon for 28 years and making $16,000? No. Absolutely not. Could you imagine like saving people's lives and arresting people and doing whatever the fucking police do? No. No. No way. That's fucking crazy. I feel like that even just like gives me my perspective more so because I I feel like I've been thinking kind of the same thing like ever since I've gotten back together with Alex. I'm like, I kind of do want to like live simpler. I feel like I do want to prioritize my life to be more about like my marriage and my friendships and not so much like I have to do this because so and so like you said I can't say no like I feel like I do everything because I don't want to upset everyone and I don't want to hurt anyone I don't want I care about being judged about this and the other thing where like I just want to fucking do what I want to do I want to be around the people that I want to be around and like it's so fucking expensive to live in a big city like Austin like why Right. And I think there's like a mindset, though, that I know a lot of people have. And I think it's something that I toss around in my head or kind of battle against the expectation of like, why, like, why don't other people want more? You know, like the people in my hometown, like, why is that okay with them? But also, why is that not okay with me? Right. What, what am I going for if they are happy who cares if like I'm living my life and not happy then that's a problem if I'm living my life and I am happy tight like great yeah but it's just like why why do we feel like we need to be always productive and always working really hard and always chugging along and like what do we what do we have to prove because that's the American way like you have to work really hard to have a big house to I mean, it sucks that you have to work really hard in order to get by. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Because your police officer friend in Greece, like, is he happy? I mean, I don't know. He seems pretty happy. Happy enough. Yeah. He was getting up and dancing and doing his shit. He was still able, you know, still had three weeks off to fucking go in that, like, three weeks off work. Yeah. That's what I feel like I really just need to start, like, changing my perspective. And even if that means that, like... I don't do hair anymore, but I have to. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to do hair anymore, but I have to because it pays my bills. Right. You know? And I make a decent 
yearly income like doing that but I can't do it forever and even just down to like my future like I'm always like oh I want to move away like I think I need to maybe simplify my life here until I'm ready to make my move like I don't want to just like move to like the next best thing of like I feel like I should live in Denver because like this and the other thing or I feel like I should live in Chicago because this and the other thing or I feel like I should like I feel like for a long time I'm always like what's next what's next what's next instead of being like what can I do now to enjoy now and then whatever happens next will come right but I feel like that is kind of something that maybe it it is more like perspective it's a perspective shift of like I have to work hard to have these things because of and in grace maybe or your friend is like well this is just what it is and I'm happy with what I have in this moment because this is just what it is right and I admire that mm-hmm. and I'm from like a fucking small ass town dude like such a small town like I didn't grow up with like the busyness and like going right. to visit my mom like it is slower it's simpler like it's well not my mom's house or her things but like well sure the the way of life the in way general. of life yeah. yeah like it's just so relaxed like people don't care about you know what you have or what you drive and everyone's just chill and like has like normal jobs and normal homes and normal clothes not even just normal just like humble basic shit right and but then it's like you go back to visit and you are there and it's like okay well this is boring as fuck like, yeah what am I gonna do yeah and that's why there's a a tussle it's like you see you we can see both sides of it and a lot of people we know you know have come from small towns and now live in the big old city of Austin and yeah. which isn't even that big but it's still a city yeah. in general and you know it's like we have all the opportunity here and it's just a matter of what opportunities do you want to take and take advantage of yeah and where do your priorities lie and what are your values and what what matters yeah yeah it's what crazy. matters for sure like what is it that matters I think that's the biggest thing and how you even just view like your present moment I think like making your present moment matter first and foremost matters should yeah like I think that should be like your priority is like what can you do in the moment of now with what you have now like as much as I want to get so caught up in like what I want for my life big picture I I think I'm kind of humbled in a way where my life now looks nothing like how I expected it to look I did never I never expected my relationship to be how it is right now I never expected to even go through what I did in my marriage I never expected to have a fucking podcast that like I love and like Mm -hmm. a friendship with you and like Alex and like Brian's friendship it's so funny because like they were talking or Alex was talking about like his friendship with Brian or whatever and I was like isn't it funny though how like it happened on its own terms even though like I knew that it was they were going to be friends like Mm -hmm. it just everything like you can't put again expectations on anything you just have to let it do its thing and like just be in awe of everything the universe can do for you right (sighs) I know it's some crazy shit dude I have no idea where I'm gonna be in like three years you know I don't yeah I don't know not that I don't have a vision but maybe I it's not a clear vision of what my life's gonna look like when I am 30 yeah I'm 
26 and a half, but my goals that I've set is like, I want to be debt free. I want to, I mean, that's like the biggest thing. I want to be working hard on myself to be in a place where like I'm set up for success in my thirties. Yeah. I want to be like healthier than ever. I want to be like, I want my hair to be long and fucking healthy and not fucking frazzled and short the way it is. And I don't know. I want to just be better, but I don't think that that vision that I have doesn't cost me anything. You know, I mean, the money obviously would go towards like debt and like I have to make money to get there. But working on myself is something that I can do anywhere, you know? Yeah. And not that I'm saying I want to move or leave or just like do make any drastic changes. But it doesn't I guess I'm open to whatever the opportunity is of it could be here. It could be anywhere. It could be everywhere. It could be. I don't know. I think traveling while my trip was nice and like I enjoyed spending time with my dad and like and Heidi and all that it's like it would have been nice if Brian was there and like yeah. it was just us together like that would be cool so that'd be nice that's a goal set those intentions you know yeah no absolutely I feel like yeah I relate to that a lot and I feel like with our job obviously we can do hair fucking anywhere, anywhere. it doesn't have to be here it's like I could literally drive around from fucking town to town and find people to you know cut their hair for 50 bucks and there we go I can eat yeah you know like yeah I don't gypsy life gypsy life I could fucking move to Germany and stay with my dad yikes I don't think I could physically do that but it's an option it's there there's nothing really stopping either of us from just up and going yeah. Except for our own, like, little routine. Yeah. So. That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. I kind of feel like that, too. I definitely don't like Austin. Um, I feel like I've tried it twice. And I love it for what it is. And I appreciate it for what it has done in my life. And the the... I appreciate it for the purpose it's had in my life. Mm-hmm. But... Do I want to be here forever? Fuck no. And like, that's the thing is like, I'm here now though. Cause like, I love our podcast. Right. Like, dude, this is like my shit. Like I, no, I know I love the podcast. Yeah. The pod. As much as I can express love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's so true. Like the, and that's exactly what I told Kim when I told her I didn't want to do hair anymore. Like fitness and the podcast, like those are the two things that like I want to focus my time on and like my marriage and like rebuilding that and like my friendships and having healthy friendships and people in my life like that makes me happy that you're feeling that like that because I feel the same way I'm closer to 30 than you are and like I feel the exact same way I want to be the healthiest I've ever been by the time I'm 30 like Mm -hmm. I I don't know like I'm excited about building this brand I'm inspired to like build like tired girls club because I think it could be something like really fucking awesome it's just what is that what does that mean but it doesn't have to be it what it means right now is we podcast every wednesday in the zen room and we drink summer moon coffee and that's do it that's what it is we do the the daily things to build to get there yep you know exactly and like just letting everything kind of like fall in line exactly where it's supposed to be i think is is where i'm supposed to be yeah and I think even just both of our perspective shifts I mean everything we've gone through in the last three weeks I mean 
I don't know. It's allowed us to have different perspective shifts. Where are you going? Looks like he's going to jujitsu. Are you going? Obviously, I'm all dressed up. I'm going. Alex is bringing me a rash guard. Mm. <sighs> what time is it? 11.36. Probably time to wrap this up then. We have to go. I mean, I think we're fine. <laughs> we don't have to be there right on time. It's been an hour and 18 minutes. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good, like, catch-up episode. Yeah, I think so. We talked about things. We talked about a lot of things for a lot of time. And we don't even have to humble brag because we humble brag the whole time. This is a humble brag episode. I think, I guess the takeaway of the humble brag is that we are doing everything that we should be doing and have been. Yeah. And we recognize that. Yeah, and acknowledging where things need to change and where things need to stay the same and all of that. I'm excited about the new moon tomorrow. Um, So apparently the new moon is going to be something where you need to write down all of your intentions and like what your game plan, like your ideal big picture. Mm -hmm. And for the next two weeks until the full moon, just relax in your present moment and just like be grateful for it and just chill like this new moon is all about just like chilling and like getting prepared to do the work but just kind of like taking a minute to just relax and enjoy everything so i think it's kind of fitting for this i think so the new moon's when tonight tomorrow morning at like 6 a.m oh yeah definitely all right, so intention setting. Mm-hmm. Set your intentions, tired girls. It's time. <laughs> time is yours. <laughs> the time is yours. The time is now. Okay, well, well I guess that's that. Hope yes. you enjoyed the pot. <laughs> this one was very just chill, and I kind of liked it, though. We haven't been able to, like, talk and catch up for a while, and I think that's exactly what Tired Girls Club is. is We're tired, we're girls. We're, we're in a club. Mm-hmm. Here we are doing the thing. Um, stay tuned for info about a giveaway. Oh my gosh, there's lots of fun stuff we have going on. Unless we have info for the giveaway, we're working on it, I guess. There's going to be a giveaway. That's all you know. <laughs> that's all you need to know. That's all. Just keep up with the gram. Yep. Because that's where it'll be. At Targo's Club Podcast. Uh huh. Find it. Work, 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 work.